Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. I feel like there's an inner healing God wants to do or healing of the brokenhearted place for some of you that's opened you up to wrong voices. So I want everybody to close your eyes. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and that's what I feel his presence here right now to do. And he's showing me that some of you, even as little children, wow, had a need to feel special. You just felt like you just didn't stand out or there was nothing special about you. Deep down there was a jealousy in you, whoa, over a sibling or a parent or a friend who seemed to stand out, who others seemed to signal out the, or the enemy made you feel like they were signaled out. And so I, I just see the Lord and he's, He's, I just see you as this child just getting this thought from the enemy. You're not special. You need to do something to be special. You need to do something to stand out. And I just see the Lord. And he's coming to you and he's getting down on his knees and looking you in the face because you're this child. And he's putting his, his, his arms, his hands on your um, shoulders, on your, on your shoulders. And he's going, No. I created you to be one in me. I created you so that one day the whole world would know me by your love for one another, by how much you would blend, by how much you would only glorify me. And the enemy is planting a lie in you that you need to glorify yourself, that if you don't do something, then you're nothing. If you don't belong to somebody as special, then you're nothing. And I hear the Lord speak in the word where Paul gets to a place where he says, I know nothing but Christ Jesus and him crucified. And I see the Lord speaking to you. I am the one who is special because I am Lord of lords and King of kings. And what's going to make you stand out from the world is my spirit living in you for my glory. And I just see the Lord now touching you and saying, quit running every which way, comparing yourselves to everyone else, opening the door to be special. That has opened the door to confusion has opened the door to hear the wrong voice, has opened the door to bow your knee to wrong doctrine. And I hear the Lord saying today, receive the peace that passes understanding from knowing that you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's more than enough. And that he wants us to be one that glorifies him. And I just see the Lord, especially some of you where there was a lot of comparing you between brothers and sisters. I see a lot of you buying a lie that somehow I have to stand out. Whoa or not be invisible. And I see the Lord say, no, you're just to be exactly who I made you to be for my glory. Everyone, everyone is made in my image. Everyone is made in my likeness. And every one of you were called to shine in darkness. But it's when all of you come together 
that the light gets so bright. The light was never to be focused on one person over another person. The light was to bring yourself in agreement with who you are in me, says the Lord. And then I shine. I shine through every single personality. I shine through every single person. And when people look at you, they see this bright light for my glory of all of my people coming together as one. So I break the lie right now that you have to stand out and be special, that you have to be superior in some way, that you have to accomplish something for your own glory. And I break that off the people in this room in the name of Jesus. And I command the spirits involved with that to the pit in Jesus' name to get the punishment of Satan on judgment day. And I speak peace into these tormented places in people's minds. Whoa, I speak peace in the name of Jesus. I speak the peace of God to come into these minds right now in the name of Jesus. I speak peace over these minds in the name of Jesus, where even since a child, they've run every which way, trying to find a way to be special or not be invisible, a way to be uh, have some importance to feel like they were okay. And the Lord just says, you're okay because I created you for my glory. Lord, I just speak peace. I command the voices that have gotten into people's thoughts, telling them they had to do this or they have to do that or they have to be special. I command those to be quiet now and leave them in the name of Jesus and that there just be peace and contentment in Christ. I just speak that now in the name of Jesus. I break the lie in the name of Jesus that because of somebody's gender or somebody's race that they have to outshine other people to be seen or noticed. I break that off in the name of Jesus. We're to be one in Christ. We're to be one in Christ. We're to shine only for his glory. We're to shine only for his glory. And I just hear the Lord saying, you're wonderfully made. In my image and in my likeness, you are wonderfully made. I want everyone to say, I believe God. I believe his word. And he says that I am wonderfully made in his likeness and in his image. And I come in agreement with truth. Right now I speak to every single spirit of torment to make people feel like they were just created wrong. There's something wrong and evil and just wrong. I speak to that evil spirit that was placed in them, even some of them at conception through generational curses or sins of the parents. I speak to that thing right now in the name of Jesus. You have no authority in these people of God. They are born again of the spirit of the living God. They are new creations in Christ Jesus. And this false identity passes away right now in Jesus' name. The identity of being evil passes away right now in Jesus' name. I take away its voice in Jesus' name. I take away its voice in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus covers these people. The blood of Jesus covers every sin. The blood of Jesus covers every heart attitude problem. Covers everything. Covers everything. And makes them clean. And in right standing with Christ. It's in his righteousness we stand. And I just see the Lord like standing up here. Whoa. And he's like touching each of you. And he's like bringing you into oneness with him. Just like he's up here and he's bringing every person into oneness. And he goes, it's in me. It's in me. It's in me that you shine. Uh, you're not called to shine of yourselves. You're called to shine in me. And if you're all in me and you're one as I am one, says the Lord, then they will know you by your love for one another. And there will come a move of the spirit, even in your family, says the Lord. There'll come a move of the spirit in your communities and the nations, says the Lord, when they know that you are one. Wow. So, Father, we break off the lies of the enemy to cause separation, to cause us to feel separated, Lord. 
separate it from our siblings, separate it from our families, separate it from other people. We break that lie right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, your word says that those who obey you and love you, that is who your family is. And we come in agreement that that's who our family is. We ask you to bring our natural families into the family of God, into our real family, into our real family. Wow. Into our eternal family. So Lord, we thank you for setting people free from torment that came in even as young children when they were comparing themselves, when even parents compared them or tried to cause them to be favorites. I break the power of demonic spirits that got into people's personalities and begin to speak to them. Whoa! Because of favoritism of a parent. Lord, we break those soul ties. We break off that voice that was divisive to try to bring separation instead of unity in the homes. We break off the voices that try to make people one with other people instead of one with you, God. Lord, we just speak right now to the hurt places and people that are so looking for someone to make them complete. Lord, we are complete in you. I break off these voices that even claim to be God that have put people into wrong relationships, that continue to draw people into wrong relationships. Lord, I break that off right now in the name of Jesus and we close that voice. And Lord, we trust you. We're asking you, Lord, to make all of the relationship connections in our life. Lord, we just trust you with it. We just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. The, the Lord will show you things that the enemy has done to cause you to open up to the wrong voices. Amen? The only way to ever get free from hearing the wrong voices is to recognize they're not God. I'm going to tell you, you can come to as much teaching, preaching, everything else, small groups, read the word, but if you're hearing something that is not God and you think that it is God, you are living a life of confusion and torment. And the first thing you need to do is get real about that and ask for help. Amen? If you keep on playing the religious, spiritual games and feeding these things, you're not going to walk into your sound mind. Amen? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. So fear will take your sound mind. And you've got to just get real. What am I afraid of? And you probably don't even know what you're afraid of, but God knows what you're afraid of. Amen? And the enemy started that way back. And so I'm not talking to everybody, but I'm talking to quite a few people. Um, tomorrow... I'm going to get this really, really cool revelation. I thought I was doing it tonight, but it didn't happen. On how my sheep hear my voice and they don't follow another. So tomorrow we're going to really look at what sheep are in the scripture and what uh, pastors are in the scripture and the whole idea of a shepherd. And we're going to really find out why are there so many people in the body of Christ who claim to be his sheep and I believe are his sheep, but they're not hearing just his voice. Because it's his Bible promise that my sheep hear my voice and another they won't follow. And many people think, well, I'm his sheep, therefore this has to be his voice. So I'm going to show you uh, what he showed me from, from the scriptures about why people aren't following him. They're following false um, voices because you're wrong, you have a wrong understanding of who the shepherd is. The whole covering doctrine is a doctrine making a pastor your shepherd. So basically you're saying, um, if you believe that, then you are a sheep to another sheep. And it keeps you from hearing the voice of the Lord. So you're dependent on a prophet to hear the voice of the Lord or an apostle to hear the voice of the Lord or a teacher or a pastor. And so tomorrow we're going to talk about how we're to hear God through them. Because we're hearing the Holy Spirit if we're hearing anything worth hearing. Amen? 
That's the only, the only shepherd is Jesus. And I'm going to prove that in scripture. But I'm going to show you in scripture where doctrine has been twisted. And because of that, the people are hearing the voice of man. And when you hear the voice of man and you think that's your shepherd, you've just opened up your spirit to hear all kinds of voices taking the place of God. And that's, and to be honest, I believe there's more people in the church not hearing the voice of the Lord than there are hearing the voice of the Lord. And, and if someone's a leader and they really know that Jesus is their shepherd, but they take on the position of shepherd, then they can actually hear him while they're blocking you from hearing him in certain areas. But that's tomorrow. All right. Let's look at some of these things about hearing the Lord's voice. And just see what he does to break some of us. I'll be honest, there is no way in a couple hours tonight, and we only have an hour left at the most, that I can set everybody free from all the voices you're hearing. The most I can do is help you recognize that there are voices talking to you and you want to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen? All right. Starts in Exodus 15, 26. I'm just going to go over these kind of quickly because you'll get the picture. And he said, this is the Lord, if you carefully listen to the voice of Jehovah, your God, and do what is right in his eyes. And you give ears to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will not put any of the diseases on you which I put on Egypt. For I am Jehovah your healer. So there are great promises when we do these things. And here's, this is what's so powerful in this. If you carefully listen to the voice of Jehovah. Now Old Testament, they mainly heard the Lord through the prophets or the kings. That's the old covenant. That's not the now covenant. Okay, we don't have time to get into all that. This is two days, I promise you that. But we have to recognize what God set up in the old covenant was a pattern of what would be fulfilled in Christ. Okay, so you have to see Christ, the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus as, as the voice of God. Amen? Now, if God speaks today through prophets and apostles and pastors and teachers and evangelists, and even a person beside you has Holy Spirit in them, then that's cool. That's the Holy Spirit speaking. And we, we, I don't think we're going to have even we're close to time to get into all that. But so he has different ways he speaks, including through people today. Amen. But there's still the Holy Spirit in you that has to recognize that that is the voice of the Lord speaking to you. And you also have to recognize when you read God's word, his voice should be speaking to you when you read his word. If you begin to read his word, not intellectually, but by the spirit and your intellect is involved, but your intellect is saying, oh, I get this. Oh, this is cool. In other words, if you get into the word and you get revelation from God because you begin to expect revelation, my voice here, my, my sheep hear my voice, they're not going to follow another. So Lord, you show me. Whenever I open the word, it's me and Holy Spirit. I mean, he's right there. I, I really don't even want to read the word if he's not sitting there literally teaching me his word. Amen. But I have that expectation. But it's not because I'm a whatever I am, a prophetic Bible teacher or whatever I am. Amen. That's not why. I heard his word before I ever knew about any kind of title. Amen. I, I heard him before I knew there was a calling. Because I just read his word and believed it. Okay, so it's awesome to hear God. I will say, when I died to myself, and for me, when I really died to myself, I'm not saying everything was dead at once, but this was a gigantic giving my life to God completely, Lord, take over, was when my daughter died. And for those who don't know, you can get my book, Joy Comes in the Morning, but my daughter died 23 years ago, right in front of me. A tree branch went through her head and killed her right in front of me. And, and I was completely in shock. I was a faith teacher. I didn't think anything bad could happen to me, to be quite honest with you. And, and it, you just have to get the teaching. You can also listen to it on the web for free, my testimony. But here was the thing. I literally knew without question I couldn't handle this. I mean, in my head, and I already had an awesome walk with God. I mean, he was teaching me not to be led by my emotions. He was teaching me to listen to his voice and to obey him even when I didn't understand. He had been teaching me for one year to be able to handle the attack the enemy was about to do. 
He's faithful even when we're not. Amen? And so here's a God knowing she's not at a place to know how to stop this from happening. She's not at a place with us to really understand the spiritual things and what's going on and what the enemy has set up. She's not at that place. But she's at a place where she's hungry to hear and be prepared to not turn away from me. So we all think this is just happy-go-lucky little spiritual land and, and God's just going to fix everything exactly the way we want it. And the truth is, we aren't prepared. Truthfully, the body of Christ is not prepared because the leadership in the body of Christ is not prepared to truly walk this Christian walk out in a way that totally glorifies God and is victorious. But I do believe God is bringing an apostolic season back to the church where we're going to walk in true authority and true power and th true faith. And we are going to be led by the spirit of God. And we're going to be sons and daughters of God led by his spirit. And he's going to get all the glory, even if that means laying down your life. Amen. And it's not going to be about money and take care of me and possessions. We, we got the Santa Claus idea of God based on an American uh, dream culture. Go read, go read, go read, go read the New Testament and tell me how much of that is in there. Amen. Because in the kingdom is so much more powerful in the kingdom. You can be in uh, totally like India where we have the orphanage and they're totally, totally poor. Well, they're having much more fun than most of us. They're seeing more power, authority. The church is growing so fast. It's amazing. Why? Because they're in the kingdom. They have no problem with take all your possessions and sell what you have to make sure everybody's fed. They don't even understand our mentality. They're, they don't understand our idols. Uh, whatever shakes in America, let it shake. Amen. But I'm going to be connected to the headship of Christ and I'm going to walk in a powerful place with God. And in as much as I don't want to let go of anything either. Amen. I've already been tested. I can let go of whatever I have to let go of because I have a big, 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 big God. Amen. And so... If you carefully listen to the voice of the Lord, your God. So there's a couple things there. He's got to be your God. And when he's talking in this to the Israelites, he's talking to people who knew him. They knew his ways. They knew what was required of them. He wasn't just talking to anybody. So when he says your God there, he is talking to people who knew what that meant. Amen. And as believers in the new covenant, there needs to be a revelation come back to the church. What does it mean to be a believer? It means we are servants and slaves to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it means. He is master before he is ever introduced you to Abba Father. He has to be the Lord Jesus Christ before you even get to know the Father. He expects you to do what he shows you to do in his word. He expects it. He's not sitting around begging everybody to do what he says in his word to do. If you're not doing what he says to do and you wonder why you're confused in hearing him, let's just go back to some basics. He's requiring by his spirit for you to love him with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength and all your spirit. He wants all of it. He wants all of it. That's, that's where Holy Spirit's taking you. He's taking you to give God everything. And so the more you really give God everything. And I tell you, on Tuesday nights, starting this week, we start the part on um, getting free from the control Jezebel part of people's personalities. And when I'm saying Jezebel there, I'm not talking about sexual sin. There's another Jezebel, a false prophecy, which is the New Age stuff in the church. That's a New Testament teaching. But the Jezebel and Ahab in the Old Testament, they just represent two perverted personalities. One is weak and whiny and evil and manipulates and causes people to do what they want by inciting them. And the other one is that I'm going to take charge and do this myself and make weak little whiny, just get out of the way and just take over. And so we're going to look, we've looked at the Ahab side and now we're doing the flip over so get ready, because I know people will be, you think Ahab caused me a lot of trouble around here. Wait till we try to hit the take charge. Who do you think you are? Get out of my face. I'll do what I want. Jezebel side of life. Woo! It's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty because we're going to get free, folks. We are going to get free. These perversions in our personalities are going to leave in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not going to side with the enemy about anything. But the more I lay this stuff down and agree with God, 
the clearer I'm going to hear his voice. The day that my daughter went to be with the Lord, and I knew I had choices to make. And, and I could literally take you step by step by step, 23 years later, of every single thing that happened that day. I could take you step by step to every conversation I had with God that day, everything that went on in my head that day, everything that I saw, everything that happened. I could take you back 23 years and tell you everything that happened without reliving one horrific thing because God took all the pain. Thank God. And when I go back to that day, honest to goodness, I'm so thankful that I died to me and begin to live for God. Because my choice was to get bitter and angry at God and see him as not faithful. Or to recognize I didn't understand this God that I thought I understood and that I was teaching and preaching and that his word is true and I need to find out what happened. And so instead of being angry at this God and walking away from this God or making myself look faithful and him unfaithful, I decide to cling to him. I decide to take every breath that I would ever take for the rest of my life from him because I no longer lived, but Christ lived in me. I did not care to live any longer. And it wasn't a poor me, kill me. It was a, there's nothing left worth living for but you, God. So teach me who you are. And in that place of death to self, I begin to hear God really clear. Now, I don't wish anybody to go through a tragedy to hear God. And for every person who's gone through a tragedy, probably most of them turn from God and begin to hear the wrong voice and not God. Most of them pervert scripture and change scripture and make themselves faithful and God not faithful. Most of them come up with doctrine of man that make you feel sad for them, but kind of angry at God. Amen? So it doesn't mean tragedy is what, God does not use tragedy to bring you to him. Satan tries to destroy you with tragedy. And if you turn to God, he's right there because he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. He's right there to take you. And what's meant for evil, he will bring it to good. How cool is that? He'll bring it to so much good that we mess up scripture then and say, God must have did it. God's not a pervert that he has to do something evil to bring something good out of it. God is so big that whatever evil thing the enemy does, if you turn to God, he'll make it good. Which means God wins if we turn to God. And so when God says here, if you carefully listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, and I want you to see that your God, as a believer, you're not going to hear your God if you don't recognize that he's the master and you're the slave and what he says is yes and amen. And I will just be really, really clear. If you're not living what he says, if you're doing any of the Ten Commandments and you're breaking them, just really, if you're breaking what he says in his word and you're just literally breaking that and with no fear of the Lord or care, then you're not going to hear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom is God speaking to you the answers to what you're asking him. One of the things we need to get rid of, especially in America, is our independent spirit that we're going to do what we want, how we want, and decide what God is saying, what he's not saying. God's like, no, do what I say, even if you don't understand it. I told the Lord years ago, I'm going to obey you until I get it. I'm not going to wait and obey you when I get it. I'm going to obey you until I get it. And then once I get it, I'm going to understand it. And then I'm going to want to obey. I won't even have to obey then. I'll agree. I'm going to obey you until I understand you. And then when I understand what it is I'm obeying, I'm going to agree with you. And then I don't even have to obey anymore. Because I'm living it. Amen? Well, that isn't, that's not what people in America especially are learning. I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to submit to authority when I want to. And I'm going to, that isn't submitting to authority. That's you being the authority. Amen. I, oh, we could go into an entire, we can have five different conferences right now. I could talk to you. You want to learn how to hear God? Submit to your husbands the way God says to. Oh my gosh, if that didn't kill you, nothing's going to kill you like that. God set this up to kill you. I know how to get them. And husbands, you got to seek God how to love your wives and lay it down for her. Lay your lives down for your wives. We just got to submit. You got to die. Ha 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 ha. 
It's easy to submit to a dead person. But God makes us submit before you're dead. That's what kills us. <laughs> and in our submitting to you before we're dead, you start noticing our changed behavior according to the word of God. And all of a sudden, you start going after God yourself. And then you find out by surprise, now you've got to learn to love her and lay down your life for her. Huh? I enjoyed the letting her submit to me part. How many you know God has this whole thing worked out? Everything he does, everything he does is to kill you and cause you to live for him, which is where you're going to be full of joy. Amen? He wants, he wants the selfish, take care of self, poor you, control you out of the picture so the real you in Christ can have an awesome life glorifying him. So the more alive you are to you, the more opinionated you are, the more wounded you are, the more you think you know everything, the more stubborn you are, the less you're hearing God. And when you don't hear God, you can confuse earthly wisdom, beastly wisdom, and even demonic wisdom for the wisdom of God. And pretty soon you could be just like Peter was in the Bible when he said, Jesus, Jesus, certainly not you. Certainly you're not being called to go to the cross. And Jesus turned to him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. You, want, you think of the ways of man, not the ways of God. In other words, you can begin to be the person stopping someone else from doing what God wants them to do and being the voice. You could be the voice countering the voice of God to somebody's life. And, and don't think that's a small thing. Because if Jesus Christ himself rebuked and called Satan out of his good friend Peter. And because of that, let me just say, because of Peter's heart towards the things of the flesh being more important than how God does things. Because of that, that's why Peter denied Christ. And that's why Peter was the one that Satan asked, can I, can I sift this boy? Come on. Talk about a spirit realm. Here we have Jesus about to go to the cross, knowing I'm going to go through torture and suffer. My mom's going to watch. People are going to mock me. They're going to strip me naked. They're going to beat me so bad. They're going to disfigure me. He knew what it said in Old Testament. Before I ever got here, he already knew every single thing that was going to happen. He knew exactly what it was going to be like. And the whole time, I've got to forgive them. I got to love them. I can't let hate in. And then if that's not enough, I got to die. I got to taste hell for them so they can be spiritually saved. And then I've got to trust that the father is going to pull me out of all this because I've got to lay down my power to do this thing. And all this is going on. And here's the enemy up there talking to the father, talking to Jesus. I want to sift Peter. I want to go up Peter. And here's Jesus talking to Peter after he already saw this potential in Peter to be used by the enemy. And he says, Satan asked to sift you. But I prayed that you'd get through it and you would then turn and strengthen your brethren. Wow. I'm thinking, man, we have, we have pity parties for almost nothing. You know what I'm saying? And my, my football team lost, and I don't know, you know, I don't know how to go out to eat and pay this much extra for this, and I don't know if I'm going to come on. Get a real life. Here you got Jesus looking at all the stuff that's coming. And he won't embrace it. Come on. He, he bled blood. It was so torment, so much torment he had to face to go through this. And he pleaded with the father, Let's, can we change this? And then he just had to, going through all this, preparing for this, and here is the devil in his face. I get to sift Peter. I'm going to make him deny you. He listens to me more than he listens to you. He talks from me. You know he talks from me. You rebuked him. So now I want to sift him. I'm going to take everything I can away from that boy. I'm going to get him to deny you. 
walk away from you, walk away from your calling. Here's a devil in Jesus' face, and Jesus is getting ready to go through all this, and Jesus just looks at Peter and says, Satan has to sift you. But I'm going to pray for you. When you get through it, that you're going to strengthen your brother. How many of us, when we have somebody in our family that we love, get ready to go through a sifting trial? We almost do anything to stop it, don't we? Do you know sometimes all you can do is pray for them and encourage them that they're going to get through it? I don't know who that was for, but God threw that in. It's not in my notes. I've only got to my first note. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like... This will be a four-year conference note. <laughs> we want to hear God, and we don't want to confuse the enemy with God. And one thing that will make us think it's God talking, like what happened to Peter, and I didn't even look this up, this one he's given me, was he was thinking what would be the most comfortable thing and what would be the most fun thing and what would be the thing that's going to look really good for us. Jesus, for us. And so when Jesus speaks what the Father's will is, which how many, is, how many in here are really glad that Jesus didn't just go fishing with Peter and skip the cross? Amen? Well, there's things in your life that there's people coming around you or after you that if you skip what God has for you, it's going to make their life more complicated. There's things you can do led by the Spirit of God that your children are going to thank you for doing that if you choose not to do, it could be more complicated for them. This is serious stuff. So here's Jesus. Lord's downloading. Father's downloading. This is what we're doing. He's getting prepared. Here's Peter. Oh, one minute, Peter's really hearing God. Can I show you that? Peter's really hearing God, right? On this rock. What's the rock? The Father revealed to Peter who Jesus was. And it's on that rock of the Father revealing to us who Jesus is that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. It's only based on that revelation that I have a relationship with the Father myself and God the Father himself reveals to me who Jesus is. Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to me, who Jesus is according to the word. And it's on that revelation of knowing the Father revealing Jesus that the enemy cannot destroy me, that the enemy cannot shake me, that the enemy cannot... Be in charge of my life. How many know we need to hear God? We need to hear God. How many know it's not kids? It's not kids play. All these people playing occultic games, all these television shows, all this mess. Can I tell you, watching this stuff right now, I mean, don't even turn on the commercials right now. Everything is witchcraft and demonic, and there's nothing funny about going. Um, where demons are, where they're glorifying demons. We have a whole nation where the majority of people, including Christians, or, or say they're Christians, are going to be celebrating fear. And the scarier they can make it, and the worst kind of fear they can walk into, the greater they think it is. And then they wonder why later they have, can't sleep, and why they're on antidepressants and why they're taking this. I just encourage you, whatever garbage you've ever been involved in as entertainment that was fear-based, you need to renounce it and repent and ask God to cleanse your spirit from it and heal your mind from it. There was this young girl came one time, really sweet, I can't remember. They came from another church. It's funny, when somebody needs deliverance, they'll come from another church. <laughs> We can't actually go here, but we really need some help. <laughs> okay, we'll help you. Of course, we we tithe at our own church. That's great. I'll help you for free. I keep keep you out of the psychiatrist's office. This girl has such a strong spirit of fear; it was destroying her life. And we started talking to her, and grew up a good Christian home. I mean, I say good. I'm serious Christian, serious Christian parents, seriously active in church, not deep on the deeper stuff, but really about evangelism and missions and all that, and, and living a clean life. And she got talked into going to some horror movie during the, probably during Halloween time, and 
not knowing it, she got such a spirit of fear in her. But it wasn't right away. The enemy waits. He, a lot of times he doesn't connect it right away because he wants to get in there. But he doesn't want you to be able to make the connection. Because if you can't make the connection, it's harder to get him out. So quite a few years later, she was having horrible nightmares and where she couldn't even sleep at night and she was actually losing her health and failing in school. I mean, it was totally wrecking her life. And she literally had to drop out of college and come home because she had so much fear. So when I was ministering to her and talking to her, Lord, give me revelation. We went back to where somewhere in high school, somebody talked to her or junior high and to go on this horrible mo movie. And her mom had no idea she ever went. And I mean, it was just, it, it really literally brought a spirit in her that was now tormenting her years later that they couldn't put, they couldn't connect the dots to. So if you want to hear the voice of the Lord, you need to get extremely serious about repentance. Renounce every work of evil, the Bible says. Why does he say that? It, because, because if, if you don't renounce something and you don't recognize that this thing was actually the enemy purposely coming in to hurt you and destroy you. Do you understand when the enemy does something that's very intentional? And so when he plants a seed of fear in you or hate or anything else, it's in there. And then the enemy sets up other things to water that, you know, to make it bigger and bigger. And it could take years. It could take, you know, I went to this, this, um, something with a bunch of friends and no big deal and think about it. Then I went to this movie and then, then I heard something on the news that got scary and pretty soon you don't, you're just walking around with all this fear. Okay. Fear steals your sound mind and fear has a voice of torment. Amen. So, so instead of being afraid, get with God and get with some other believers if you need to. And go back to these things and bring Jesus in it. Just like the, the healing, the brokenhearted place. If you're not familiar with that, you know, the Lord has really used our radio, my radio show to make healing the brokenhearted not something think, people don't think they need anymore. Now you hear it talked about in all different churches where when I first went on, oh my gosh, who are you? You know, ooh. like don't bring up your past. Well, let God bring up anything he wants. Amen. See here, the Bible says forgetting those things that are past. Yeah, if you can, but if you can't, you need to heal, be healed. If you can't, you don't pretend you are when you're not. And that's like, that's delusional. Let me tell you, when God heals a broken hearted place, that past is really gone. The only time you even think about it, if God wants to use it as a testimony, it's honest to goodness, without delusion, you're free from it. You can share it like it was yesterday. You, you share it for his glory, not for yours. You share it because somebody needs to hear it. But it honestly, it honestly has no power to hurt you anymore. It has no power to torment you. It has no power. And people don't understand that kind of victory. People don't understand that kind of freedom. I'm thankful God does. Amen. Like if, you, if you want my sorrow, you take it. I'm not taking it. God took it. Well, I don't think, I heard somebody just say, I heard somebody recently just say, it is somebody who I know, here's my radio show, said, well, anybody who thinks that they didn't go through sorrow and grief, they're just not giving themselves time. I'm like, it's been 23 years. God took my sorrow and my grief. Why does that bother you? You know, if you want sorrow and grief, take some. I'm thankful God took it. I'm thankful he took it and he showed me in his word he took it. And he, if he says it, that's good enough for me. Amen? I was like, Lord, show me. Well, here I I took, I carried your sorrow and your grief. He said to me, do you want it? I said, no, I'm really glad for that scripture verse. It's one of the, one of the main things. That's when I believed in healing completely. Wow. You took that. If you can take that, the rest, this is all true. I shouldn't have had to go through something so bad to figure out it's all true. But how many people in the church don't believe it's all true? Healing the brokenhearted places, getting those hurt places free from tormenting voices. People are, well, I don't know if there's a devil in you. I don't think Christians can have demons. I'm like, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, to Peter. Peter was definitely a believer. Well, I think they're just uh, thoughts. Are we going to sit here and spend five years deciding where they're at? Why don't we just send them to the pit in Jesus' name and cast them out? He says cast them out. Therefore, I figure they've got to be in something. 
Jesus, Jesus didn't say, he said, cast them out. Okay, cast them out. The Bible was written for believers. So cast them out. You can't even cast them out until you plunder their house. So why would you cast them out of unbelievers? Anyway, I won't get it. That's, an, that's another whole conference. <laughs> who, who would want you to think they weren't there? God or the devil? <laughs> when everybody who's really tormented with one really knows it's there. But they got to sit around and act like it's not because nobody knows how to cast out devils because I don't know what they're doing with. Jesus says we will cast out devils. I think devils can get in people and I think we are to cast them out. And I think the truth shall set you free. And I think if you have to sit there and defend the devils in you, they get to stay anyway. So don't waste everybody's time. Amen. If you want them, keep them. If you carefully listen to the voice of Jehovah, your God, and do what is right in his eyes. Okay, look at this. Carefully listen to the voice of Jehovah, and he's got to be your God. New Testament, you have to be the Lord's servant. Jesus has to be Lord. Amen. And you do what is right in his eyes. Did y'all hear that part? And you do what is right in his eyes. So in other words, if you're fornicating, you're not hearing God. Or you can't know that you're hearing God, okay? If you're living in sin, if you're lying, if you're stealing, if you're anything that's not right in the eyes of God, right? Then you can't know that you are hearing his voice. Why, that, why do I get looks like that bothers you? Why are you sinning? Why don't you quit? How about quit sinning? Then you could go, oh, good, that's a good scripture. Amen. Amen. If you're not sinning, these scriptures don't bother you. Amen. Why are people still trying to do what's not right in God's eyes and wants him to talk to them? Do you know what he would say? Quit doing that. (laughs) He would say, quit doing that. How do you know? Because he's already told you in his word. Okay, let's get this down. So we only want the voice of the Lord to tell us how to make more money, who we're supposed, you know, who's supposed to marry us. Okay, I'm being facetious, okay? This is what people's thinking is. I want God's voice to tell me the things I want to hear. I don't want his voice to tell me the things I don't want to hear. Have you ever read the scriptures about what God says? There's quite a bit of it saying, don't do this and don't do that. And there's even scripture that, that um, Kim brought up Sunday or whatever day, Tuesday, that was really good. There are times when God will have the prophets say what the people are already saying God is going to have them say just because that God knows they're not going to listen. Like he did to set Ahab up. I love God. God's got a personality. He sit up there and he's like, well, they've got to say that when I go in line, if they don't prophesy this over me, I'm not receiving it. And you'll go to line after line until somebody prophesies that you're supposed to marry somebody or move somewhere or do something that God's already told you not to. You've got to watch out playing those games with God because you can find in scripture where God is saying, tell them what they want to hear because they're playing games with me. So another really healthy thing about hearing the voice of the Lord is to have the fear of the Lord. Have the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, so you can hear and do what he tells you to do. Amen? Um, Let me go over this real quickly, and we'll pray this one thing. Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 16. It talks about, about the new age thing. You guys, the new age spirit, there's nothing really new about it. It's just a cultic spirit that sounds good. It's been around for a long time. It's everywhere now, okay? It's everywhere. You need to really, really, really ask the Holy Spirit to give you discernment. And when you have to convince yourself that what somebody's saying is true, if you sit there long enough believing a lie, you will lose your discernment. 
when I talk about this new age thing, I'm talking about any talk where there's any way to God except through Jesus Christ. Amen? I'm talking about anything. And basically acknowledging a God, but taking the truths of Scripture and twisting them like God is in everything. And God is in you. So that God is in everybody. Amen. See, these are terms that Christians know. God in us, the hope of glory, right? They're taking all of these terminology and they're on cartoons, they're in movies, they're everywhere you see the little Buddhas all over and all this kind of stuff. And what it's basically doing is who is being left out or made not to be the name above every name? Jesus. It's, it's about, it's, it's making God, you can say God, but you cannot talk about Jesus Christ the one of the word of God who was the son of the living God who came and died for sin. Okay. You cannot bring that part up. That's when the antichrist spirit, the word antichrist is not the word antichrist doesn't really mean against Christ. It means a mockery, a mocking spirit that counterfeits Christ. Okay. It actually means something that looks like Christ, but is very much against Jesus. Okay, this is everywhere. This is in the, the exercises. This is all over the school systems. You have better learn how to train your children up in the things of God. You can send your children. Some people have to, but you need to send them like Daniel went. Daniel knew he was going and he was going to pick up what he needed to to do God's will, but he was not going to take on the idols of the culture. And parents, you need to get as involved in the public schools as you possibly can, and you need to get bold and loud as you need to get. Amen? There is right now in the atmosphere, because I believe many of God's people are beginning to unite, especially black and white, and I believe God is beginning to call a people together and, and they're starting to really seek him. And there seems to be more unity in the spirit right now in America over the church than I've ever seen. And it's amazing to see political correctness falling. All right, so go, let's, I just want you to see this. Deuteronomy 18, 9. Um, this is King James, just because this happens to be where I'm at. When that, when, oh, I can't do King James. Let me go to LIV. <laughs> I can't. Okay, when you come to the land which Jehovah your God is giving to you, you shall not learn according to the hateful acts of those nations, which is actually what we just got done talking about. There shall not be found in you anyone who passes a son or his daughter through the fire, which would be abortion today. See, we still do all this crazy stuff and we act like we don't. We, do, we put more babies through the fire than probably any culture in, in human history. One that uses divination okay divination is witchcraft it's um conjuring things okay let me tell you what conjuring is because this is happening in the church so much okay anyone in this room could conjure up a demonic manifestation if you wanted to i mean how many have ever seen a demonic manifestation quite a few people have seen demonic manifestations because it's supernatural, they think it's God. And because people have lost their discernment and they're following the wrong voices, they don't really know we're conjuring up stuff. It's, it's so sad to me that in the, in the house of the Lord, people coming together to worship God are so hurting and so messed up and still so in the things of their past without sanctification that they conjure things up and, and things really happen. And just because it happens... They think it's God. If you ever go to the meetings, it's really conjured up. You should see how much they ask for it to happen, pray for it to happen, say it's going to happen, declare it's going to happen. I never see anybody in the scripture, ever, any holy person in the scripture, ever praying the kind of prayers to make signs and wonders happen that you see happening in these churches. And, and people don't have discernment. I mean, I have discernment, so, oh, I... I could tell you stories. 
I usually know when they're going to do it. I know how to stop it when the Lord tells me to. And, I, and you can stop whatever God gives you authority to stop. But if he doesn't give you authority to stop it or you go on your own out of curiosity, you're going to be stuck in the middle of it and you could come into the illusion. So, but conjuring, I don't know why we think it's such a big deal. Conjuring is calling on demonic, it's calling on the supernatural spirits to make something appear out of nothing. You like magic, then you like conjuring. If you like watching those magician shows, I, I believe a lot of them are truly conjuring things into being. And if they say if you go into to, um, uh, uh very uneducated places, very false spiritual places, and even in Africa and other nations, you see conjuring all the time. Heidi Baker has literally seen animals out of nowhere that witch doctors call up. So it's a real, it's calling on demonic spirits to conjure up things. And, and I don't encourage anybody to go there or look at it or see it or anything else. It's horrific. It's all over television. Amen. Conjuring is what Pharaoh's, um, Pharaoh's magicians did. Now, I don't understand it. I don't need to understand it. But there is real demonic power and real demonic power can make something out of nothing somehow appear. And I don't really care to find out how they do it. I just know it's in the Bible that they do it. And I know people know that it happens. Now, I'm not saying everybody could do it in five seconds. Thank God. I think you'd have to really open the door wide to walk into that. But people who get into that really walk in that demonic. And if, if you lose your discernment, and you go to some of these things where conjuring's happening, you wouldn't even know the difference. You just fall right into it. That's why God says that many will be deceived. But if you have discernment, honest to goodness, and not, not suspicion or anything, but real discernment, you can't stand it. I mean, Karen and I have been to meetings where God made it smell like we were in the garbage dump. Literally. We, we couldn't stand it. And other people, and it's like, Lord, why, why are people falling for this? He said, because it's the idols in their heart. Does anybody need God to make something appear out of nothing to believe in him? Or does everybody look around the entire universe and see God made everything appear out of nothing? I, I think the science of 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 a baby being born and the science of the world and the, the, the oceans being held back. To me, that is much greater than somebody conjuring up something in thin air. And what does the Bible say? It's a wicked and perverted generation that look for a sign. What does Jesus say? I'm not going to give them one except the sign of Noah. And here's the key. If I go to a meeting looking for a sign, then number one, I'm showing the wickedness in my heart and I'm setting up an atmosphere for the enemy to conjure up something. Why is that? I, I, if you know God, none of that would impress you. And if it impresses you, ask why you don't know God. You really need to stop and say, why would I go to something like that? If you're, if you're not a believer, then go to the Bible, understand the truth. Get the cross, understand what Jesus did for you, accept Jesus Christ as Lord. Now, am I saying that God will never um, do, he'll do supernatural signs and wonders, amen? He parts the Red Sea, amen? I believe he still, I know he still does things today. I've seen him do it. But I tell you what, I want the kind of miracles Jesus had, like raising the dead, healing the sick. I believe these have been a distraction. I believe the Lord was in the prophetic movement bringing powerful uh, worship, and, and I still believe there's powerful worship, and beginning to cause people to be hungry, to encounter God for the right reasons, and to see his face. And I believe there was a powerful work of healing the brokenhearted and sanctification. And the enemy came in because he saw the wickedness in the people, and he came in with signs and wonders to sidetrack everybody. And if I, if I could tell you through prophetic history in the last 20 years, I can tell you right where it happened, when it happened, and God showed me it was going to happen, and how it was going to happen, gave me scriptures about it, and showed me how not to be a part of it. But I don't throw out everything good God is doing and the people, and I don't judge the hearts. Amen? We need to hear the voice of the Lord. Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster. Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.